welcome to another episode of this podcast show, The True Voice. This podcast is all about gospel inspiration content where we talk about a lot of things that are affecting people and seeing it in the perspective of God's mind for the people. You know, um, I usually ask people questions. When you're going through a lot of things, what voice or which voice do you listen to? Do you listen to those negative thoughts that flow through your mind? Do you listen to naysayers? Do you listen to people that um, don't really understand God's intention for you? Or do you listen to God's voice, which is the only and true voice? I am Olanika Kiramisi, and once again, I want to say thank you for joining me and listening to this podcast. Today's topic we'll be talking about dealing with your past. This topic is so sensitive and emotional for me, and having spoken with a quite a number of people, you know, I've come to realize that. A lot of us, many people have their pasts that they are dealing with. We all have our past. But then our past differ. My past is definitely different from your past. Your past is definitely different from another. And I am trusting you that as we move on in this show, that God will speak to someone whatever past you're going through. God will give you the grace to deal with it and God will open your eyes to see the true and original intention he has for you in the name of Jesus. Dealing with your past. Let me quickly share a story. There was a day I was talking with my brother and I was narrating a lot of things I've been through that he didn't even know about. And he said something. He said, Nike, see, all the stories you're sharing, all those hearts you're expressing, they are in the past. You need to deal with your past. You need to put your past behind you and move on. You know, I held on to that word. It's not as if that was my first time of um, hearing that. Of course, I've read books on this subject. But then, you know, I, I, it struck me like, okay, hmm, I think I really need to work on this and it's been helping me and so I I had um, this um, burden to share this with you you know while preparing for this um, 
episode, I was like, God, please. I don't want to speak the mind of Nike. I want to speak your mind. I want people to realize. I want people to know. I want people to understand that you have plans for them. So, I don't know what you may be passing through. I don't know that past that has refused to let you go or probably vice versa probably you are the one who is finding it difficult you're finding it challenging to let go of a particular past you're dealing with or you're going through i i pray that as you keep listening to this episode that jesus the holy spirit will touch your heart, the Holy Spirit will comfort you because He is the only comforter. The Holy Spirit will speak to you in the name of Jesus. What does it mean to deal with your past? Or let me even start with what does, when you say past, what does it mean? Of course you say, okay, present things, past things, future tense like that past means something that has happened you can't you can't reverse it it's irreversible it has happened it has happened it could be decades ago it could be years ago it could be probably something that happened even few months back it could be something that happened even few weeks even just yesterday yes and you're like how will I go through this my brother my sister you will go through it and you won't just go through this you will come out strong you will come out better yes I've been through it I've been through it I'm a product of a broken home and you know I know this is common in Africa, but then it affects one's upbringing. It affects the child's psychology, emotions, and like that. Because, of course, the child or children, the product of this broken home, they are always at the receiving end. Yes. So what does it mean to deal with your past? Or what past? I just, I just explained what past could be. What past are you dealing with? Let me just quickly touch on the types of pasts that are common in this, in this part of the world or common among us, especially teenagers and youths. The past of pains and hearts some people have gone through you know the stages of pains the stages of hearts they've gone through the stages of for instance my own case broken home separated parents 
inferiority complex while growing up. This is common, you know, while growing up in the school and all that. And it's 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 it becomes a part of us. And then since it becomes a part of us, it's it's difficult to let go because it's already like a lifestyle. What about the past of failure, disappointment? 2020 was, it was a very, very challenging year for almost everybody globally, business-wise, career, a lot of things. I shared in my first episode that I lost my job due to the pandemic. So a lot of people went through this failures and disappointment of various kinds. Disappointment in their career, disappointment in their business, failure in their business. You know, 2020 started with a lot of expectations and people were full of hopes and, you know, passion and zeal to make 2020 a better year than 2019. But God humbled us. And some people couldn't recover from it. Some fell into depression, leading to suicide. But I'm happy, I'm glad that you're alive to listen to this. Is it the past of failure? Failure from school? Failure in your academics? Hmm. I've had my own share of this case, of this, of this issue, failure in academics. I failed woefully my first semester, second semester of my 100 level in the university. But then God showed up for me. I didn't allow that pull me down. I didn't allow that to get at me that it would affect my focus. Are you going through that and all that is going through your mind is how will I deal with it? How will I deal with this failure? Will I be graduate? A lot of questions, rhetorical questions have been going through your mind like how will I go through this? In this, in this, in this society that even as a first class, they, they're still seeking for jobs, let alone a graduate with a third class, just because of failure. My dear, I'm bringing you the good news of the Lord, a message of hope that you can make it the criteria of God are beyond your certificates. Yes, your certificates, your, your, your grade and all that, they matter. But then I'm telling you, because I have seen God work miraculously beyond what we can 
You can even imagine. The Bible says that God is able to do more than what we ask or think. According to the power that worketh in us. Which power is working in you? If the power of God is working in you, then that's in power that quickens the mortal but that quickens the spirit man. The same power is assuring you that he is more than able to do exceedingly, abundantly, but on what we can ask or think. Is it is it a past of inability to 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 be productive in your marriage? Inability to bear children in your marriage, even as a young person, just because of your mistakes of committing abortion in the past, and you're beating yourself up. My sister, I'm telling you, the God is able to do more than what we can ask or think. If only you have allowed the power that He has embedded in you to work for you. Yes. He is more than able. God is more than able. He is more than able. He has forgiven you your past. He has cleansed away your iniquities. Are you dealing with are you struggling struggling on how to overcome the past, the, the, the past of sin. And you feel you've committed so much sin that God cannot forgive you. Says who? Our God is a merciful Father. Our God is a God of multiple chances. And that's why he sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to come into this world, to die for you and I. And you think your, your, your sin, your past, is so cubersome, is so huge, that the blood of Jesus cannot wipe away. No. At all. The blood of Jesus is the most powerful blood. The blood of Jesus is speaking better things than the blood of Abel. And that's what the Bible says. Or have you, have, have you, are you, are you, are you struggling with the past of this sin, the sin of courtism, the sin of armed robbery, the sin of, you can, you can think about in quotes, the big, big sins. And you think what you're going through now, the present challenges you're going through is as a result of your past. My brother and my sister, Jesus has taken away your sins. Jesus has wiped away your sins. Yes. Or are you struggling with that past of the sin of pornography. Hmm. Hmm. 
think you can't get over it. You think you're so much addicted to it. Jesus is able, more than able, more than able to deliver you from your past. He's more than able to deliver you from that sin, that past of yours that looks so big. He is more than able. He is more than able. He is more than able. Let me, let me, let me share the story of this pornography addiction with you. I was quite exposed to pornography at a very tender age when I knew nothing. And then I didn't see anything bad in it until the Holy Spirit opened my eyes and I began to see a whole lot of things about it. And I cried to him for mercy. And he had mercy in me. And he delivered me. And I've had testimonies of several people that God delivered from pornography addiction. And who told you that you can never be delivered from that past? You can. You can. Yes, you might be scrolling through your phone, the internet, and sometimes all those pornographic pictures, you know, flashes through and like that. And, you know, at that point, you can't help it because it's, it's the social media. But then, you can overcome it. You know, you don't have to go forward, go on and start searching for more pictures and all that. Because you think you're addicted, you know, you, you can't sleep in the night without watching a pornographic video, without checking pornographic pictures, and you feel you're addicted already. Jesus is ready to deliver you from that past, from that sin. How can you deal with your past? How can you do with all this? First, and the ultimate is to trust in the power of God, is to trust in the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus is the only one that can deliver us. Although we have our roles to play, but Jesus is the ultimate master, is the only deliverer. Another way you can deal with your past is by self-discipline. Especially when it comes to pornography and other kinds of past. You need to ask God for grace, for self-discipline. Then another thing is, if you're dealing with the past of hurts, like abuse, emotional abuse, psychological abuse, verbal abuse, sexual abuse, then you need, you need to forgive. First, you need to forgive yourself. You need to forgive the perpetrator. You need to forgive that person that caused the pains. If you think you need to go through therapy, it is fine. It is okay. 
If you feel you need to go through counseling, it is okay. But ensure that the therapy session, the counseling is conducted by someone who is godly, who can guide you right and the will of the Lord. Another thing is constant study of the word of God. And that's why you, you derive your power, power to, 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 to overcome your past, power to deal with your past. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 43, verse 18, it says, Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. You see, that's what the word of God is saying to you. You need to forget your past. You can't, you can't keep, you can't keep looking forward and at the same time looking at your past. You can't do the two together. You can't be in a car driving and looking at the rear mirror. It's not possible. It could lead to an accident or something fatal. The word of God is telling us today, God is telling us that remember not the former things. Remember not your past. My brother, remember not your past. Yes, I know you might think it's not easy as humans. It's not easy to forget. But then the grace of God is sufficient for you. Because this is what the Bible is saying. This is the word of God. It's not mine. It's saying, remember not the former things. Neither consider the things of old. You see? That's what the Bible is saying. Do not consider the things of old. Do not. And then verse 19 is saying, that behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Can you see that? I will do a new thing. I'm not the one saying this. God is telling you that I will do a new thing. But then you have your own role to play. And your own role to play is by not remembering your past by not remembering your past by not considering the things of old and that's when new things will begin to emerge there is something called forgiveness I don't know whoever has hurt you and you feel you can never forgive that person my sister forgiveness Forgiveness, forgiveness, forgiveness is very vital in overcoming and dealing with your past. You need to learn how to forgive. Forgive yourself and forgive others. Then learn to live happily. Learn to be full of joy. The Bible says that the joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord will give you strength. It will give you power. It will give you peace. 
But where the joy of the Lord is not there, when the joy of God is missing, there is no strength. God is saying, He will do a new thing. He will do a new thing. He will make ways in the wilderness. I don't know that wilderness you're going through. I don't know that wilderness of life that you're going through at the moment. The wilderness of shame. The wilderness of poverty. The wilderness of sickness. The wilderness of barrenness. The wilderness of marital delay. The wilderness of academic failure. The wilderness of disappointment. God is telling you that he would do a new thing. He would do a new thing. He would do a new thing for you. He said he will even make, he will bring out rivers in the desert. I don't know your deserts. What deserts are you in? And you're thinking of God. How, how, how will this desert, how will you bring me out of this desert? God is telling you that he will make, even he will provide rivers. He will make ways in the, in the, in the wilderness. The wilderness of life. The Bible says that in this world you shall face tribulations, but be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. He said, I will be with you always, 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 till eternity. But then, the Bible says, remember not the former things. Remember not the old things. Do not consider the things of old. Jesus is the only one that can deliver you. Jesus, Jesus is the only one that can save you. If only you will accept him into your life. Jesus is ready to wipe away your past. Jesus is ready. He's calling unto you. He's ready to cleanse you of all your sins and addictions and all your challenges that you think your past has caused. If only you accept him. If only you're willing to accept him into your life as a Lord and personal Savior. If you're listening to me and you want to accept Jesus into your life, you want to say, Lord Jesus, help me. Help me to deal with my past. Help me to overcome my past. I can't do it anymore. I need you to do a new thing in my life, especially in this new year, 2021. Then I need you to please say after me, the Lord Jesus, thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, for making me to know that you are the only one that can take away my shame. You're the only one that can wipe my past and give me a new life. The Bible says that if ye be in Christ, you're a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Lord Jesus, please come into my life. I acknowledge that I am a sinner. Forgive my sins. Wash me with your blood. Wash away my past with your blood. Come into my life. Have mercy on me. Show me the way to go. Show me your way. And teach me your statutes, 
Write my name in the book of life in Jesus' name. And I pray for you in the name of Jesus as you have declared and decreed and accepted Jesus into your life. I pray that Jesus will show you, show you mercy. He will accept you into his kingdom and write your name in the book of life in the mighty name of Jesus. And I pray for everyone, whoever, that is going through one challenge or the other, that is dealing struggling with a particular past that has refused to let go. I speak healing into your heart. I speak healing into your life. I speak restoration into your life in the mighty name of Jesus. I speak peace into your life. I speak peace into your heart in the mighty name of Jesus. And I speak joy, overflowing joy into your life in the mighty name of Jesus. Holy Spirit will begin to comfort you. Holy Spirit will begin to speak to you. Holy Spirit will begin to heal you in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Praise God. Thank you so much. We've come to the end of this episode. We've come to the end of this particular podcast show. The True Voice Podcast Show. Thank you so much for joining. It's so it's so amazing to be used by God and to be a vessel, an instrument in His hands. Thank you so much. Join me again next week, Saturday, for another inspiring and gospel content that I'll be bringing to you on the same podcast show. The true voice. I remain Olanike Akiremisi. Thank you so, so much. Thank you. Remain blessed. <laughs> Bye. to another godly and inspiring episode of the true voice podcast how was the week how did it go i trust god that it was highly productive and awesome so thank god my name is olanike akiramasi and on today's podcast i will be sharing an inspiring topic with you on how to deal with rejection no one wants to be rejected automatically in fact not even animals no one likes rejection in other words we all love to be accepted for who we are not for what we have to offer before i proceed in today's podcast let me quickly share this interesting piece i came across on a whatsapp group i belong his phone rang at the church by accident during prayers. The pastor scolded him. The worshippers admonished him after prayers for interrupting. His wife kept on lecturing on his carelessness all the way home. His co-violent workers shook their heads in disgust. You could see the shame, embarrassment, and humiliation on his face. He never stepped foot in the church again. That evening, he went to a bar. He was still nervous and trembling. He split his drink on the table. The bottle falls by accident and it splashes on people. Those it touched rushed towards him. He closed his eyes, expecting bashing of what all slaps. Instead, 
He cared to know if he didn't get a cut from the broken bottle. The waiter apologized and gave him a napkin to clean himself. The janitor mopped the floor. The female manager offered him a complimentary drink. She also gave him a huge hug and a peck while saying, Don't worry, man. Who doesn't make mistakes? He has not stopped going to that bar since then. Hmm. What a touching story, isn't it? Quite touching and inspiring. My dear listener, what lessons can we draw from the story? Let's start from there. You know, sometimes our attitude as believers can drive souls to, you know, to disaster and even worse, hellfire. You know, according to the writer of that story that we just listened to, the person anonymous says you can make a difference by how you treat people especially when they make mistakes we all have mistakes we commit we all make mistakes we make errors of course yes so the right of the story also included that if you cannot be a bridge to connect people then do not be a wall to separate them hmm. also if you cannot be a light to brighten people's good deeds then do not be the darkness covering their efforts also if you cannot be water to help people's crops sprout then do not be a pest destroying their crops mm. that's wisdom if you cannot be a vaccine to give life do not be a virus to terminate it also if you cannot be a pencil to write anyone's happiness then try to be a nice eraser to remove the sadness my brother acceptance is emotional dealing acceptance is emotional dealing similarly rejection results in painful emotions depression and likely suicide if not if not quickly handled yes and still on the topic how to deal with rejection what's what exactly is rejection rejection is known to be an act of pushing something or someone away no it's it's an act of saying no constantly some people have that natural habits some people it's 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 internal you know even when you ask for something when you approach them even for advice counseling um even let's even not talk about money just that aspect it doesn't take them a second to reject as in no it's at the default one may experience rejection from one's nuclear family yes from your immediate family your siblings your closest friend even your romantic partner and all these rejections result into emotions that can you know often be painful I've, I've been rejected a couple of times. I've been rejected in several ways by several people, high and mighty, low and like that. So I have a share in this and I know how it feels 
to be rejected. Rejection can be experienced on a large scale or in small ways in our everyday life. So you, most times you can't really say this is how you rejected or this way or this manner. So it comes in various forms, large scale, it could be on your organization, it could be in school, it could be even within your family, I, I, I mentioned that. And it can come in small ways. But it, and even in everyday life, everyday life, everyday life. Let us take a look at the types of rejection many people are facing. We have self-rejection. Hmm. Self-rejection is a situation where a person rejects some things or everything about him or herself. My dear listener, self-rejection can be so critical because the person in question sees nothing good about him or herself to embrace or to love. Self-rejection is most, in most cases, is caused by inferiority complex, bullying at a tender age, self-isolation, and related factors. But I think, I also think parents and guardians need to pay more attention to any of the children who feels more comfortable in isolation. But although not in all cases, some children are naturally introverts. But even at that, they have their talking times, they have times you know, they want to relate with people, they have times they want to keep talking with people. So not, in all, not at all times that a child will self-isolate him or herself. So parents need to also, not only parents, even as adults, as young people, whenever we notice our nieces, nephews, cousins, you know, our teenagers are self-isolating. They don't want to mingle with people. They don't want to talk. They feel gratified just alone to themselves. Then we need to pay more attention to such people. Self-rejection could also be as a result of um, low self-esteem low so i think one of these days i'll have to talk on how to build your self-esteem as a teenager as a youth because this podcast is majorly for teenagers youth and young adults so and we all have to you know continuously build our self-esteem in all areas of our lives Self-rejection could be the most dangerous among other types of rejection that we have because it is a personal thing. It has to do with you. It has to do with your mindset. It has to do with your personality. It has to do with just you. So people around you can do little to help you out of this. So if you're dealing with self-rejection, you can you can send um, you can you can send questions to my email address. So let's talk about it. Let's let's discuss about it. That's one of the reasons this podcast 
He's here for you. And let's talk about it. It's okay to, to feel that way, but it isn't okay when you continuously feel that way, self-rejection. So let's talk about other types of rejection. We also have social rejection. Hmm. That's like so societal problems. It's a societal issue. And this kind of rejection is a situation where the individual feels excluded from society and activities around. You're in school as a teenager, you, you're seeing your peers, your classmates, you know, playing, for instance, maybe sports activities or other extracurricular activities. And, you know, you feel you can't meet up to their own skills and abilities. We are different. We all have our individual strengths. We all have our individual skills and abilities. So social rejection causes pains. Yes, because Deep inside of you, within you, you're feeling that pain like, ah, this, this person, this person, this guy, this girl can do this. I can't. As a youth, you're feeling like you're reading a lot of stories on social media. You're reading a lot of success, of success stories of young people of your age range or even below. And you have this rejection within you like the society is just mean the environment is mean it could be mean but then you also need to create your own story from the society so it can also cause depression because you feel rejected you feel your skills don't match with what the society wants you feel you didn't graduate with the first class. And because of that, you push yourself too hard to accept the fact that even with the grade you have, even with the certificate you have, you can still make a meaningful life out of it. So if you keep thinking and brooding over that or over other societal issues or societal standards that you have decided to make your own standard of living, it could lead to depression. And you know the extreme of depression? Attempted suicide. I pray that that will not be your portion in Jesus' name. So, in most cases, suicide is a common response to, to their relief. If, if you're going through social rejection and you know, it becomes extreme. In most cases, suicide is a common response to that. The most people who have attempted suicide, you know, when interrogated and asked what happened and all that, it's 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 it all came out from rejection, societal rejection, self-rejection, and they felt taking their lives is just a relief to them it's a final relief to them which it is not which it is not i repeat which it is not all right social rejection can happen as a result of a failure i talked about that a failure inability to meet up with the standard that life has placed on us you see 
So if you decide that, oh, the society has a lot of standards and you decide to place that standard on yourself, running at, at, at a faster pace beyond your ability and capacity, then you're probably walking towards that path of social rejection. And another thing is that when you feel you're not able to meet up with the standard that life has placed on us, then rather than living according to the standard of God, that's it. Yes, life has placed a lot of standards on us and like that, but then it's better when you just live your life according to the standard of God for your life. Social rejection can also lead to emotional stress, anxiety, and hatred. You just hate everything. A lot of people, let's say for instance, my country, Nigeria, a lot of people don't even want to hear the word Nigeria. A lot of people don't even believe in Nigeria. There was a time I had that, I had that mindset like, what exactly can work in this country? What exactly, what exactly can work? We have a lot of challenges. But then, every country has a challenge. That's just the truth. So when you begin to, when you begin to have hatred, anxiety, for things that are going on in the society, it could be as a result of social rejection. Let's take a case of a woman, a woman in the Bible. The adulterous, adulterous, adulterous woman, pardon me, the adulterous woman that the word condemned and brought to Jesus to judge. That is in John chapter 8 from verses 1 to 11. Those who brought the woman expected Jesus to judge her according to the law of Moses. But then our Lord Jesus was different. He is not in the business of condemnation and rejection. Rather, salvation and reconciliation to the Father. These people expected Jesus to condemn and reject just the way they did. But then, Jesus was not all about that. His mission was to save and reconcile human, humankind, mankind to God. So, why would he have rejected or condemned her? Because she was caught in the act of adultery. But do you know what Jesus said? Jesus said, if any of you has no sin in you, then be the first to cast the stone. And immediately they left. Because we are all work in progress. Why would you reject your fellow human being? Why would you condemn? The Bible says, do not judge. Who are we to judge? Who are we to judge? So, these are the two major types of rejection I'll be talking about in this episode. So let me quickly move on to how then can you deal with rejection if you find yourself 
in this kind of situation. Like you feel rejected, you feel depressed, you feel like nothing, nothing is working. You feel, you feel like even the society is not helping you. The social media is not helping you. The stories you keep reading, a lot of stories, a lot of news stories, a lot of news and all that. First is to love yourself. There is nothing as good as loving yourself. You need to learn how to love everything about you. Everything. No one was born perfect. No one is perfect. Only our God is perfect. We are all work in progress. The Word of God says love is the greatest of all. That's even what the Word of God says. You need to love yourself and also love others. The Bible says, love your neighbor as yourself. That means you must have to love yourself first. You have, you, then you must have loved yourself first before loving others. Love your neighbor as yourself. So you've loved yourself. Then that's when you can transfer that love, that same love to your neighbors. And I hope you know that when the Bible is talking about neighbors, the Bible is not just talking about people you're living with. The Bible is talking about people around you, your friends, everyone. You see? So, love is a deliberate decision. I, I tell people love is a deliberate decision. It's a deliberate choice. You have to decide that I want to love. Yes. The Word of God says in John chapter 3, verse 16, we all know it. For God so loved the Word that knew it. He gave us his begotten begotten and that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, shall have everlasting life. Yes. You see? For God so loved the world. For God so loved the world. So God loved the world because God himself is love. That's what the Bible says in 1 John 4 verse 8. Said, he who does not love does not know God. For God is love. He who does not love does not know God. So you just have no choice. You just have to love. And it starts from loving yourself. You need to love how you look. Yes, either you're short, tall, or even immediate. We are all created in the likeness of Christ. We are the image of Christ. So, you just have to, whether you're fair-skinned, you're dark, you're brown-skinned, you're chocolate, you're an albino, however you're white, however you, you might look or you are looking, you have to love just how you are. Love yourself, love everything about you. Another way to deal with rejection is by acceptance and contentment. The Word of God says that contentment with godliness is a great gain. Hmm. You don't need to covet other people's possession. Learn to accept what you have and be satisfied with it. Gradually, you will begin to grow and expand in it. The Bible says, do not despise the days of little beginning. Yes. You don't have to put pressure on yourself that, oh, you, you, all glory be to God, your friend has just acquired a mansion or 
has a fleet of cars, exalted cars and like that. And you're putting that pressure yourself. And because of that, you have the self-hatred. You have envy for success. You are, you are envious of other, other people's success and possessions. No, you don't have to. Learn to accept what you have and be satisfied with it. And gradually, you will be amazed. With your trust in God and hard work, God will put you through. God will bless. The Bible says that I will bless the works of your hands. That's what the word of God says. And it will begin to grow and expand. Yes, I believe that. And lastly, on how to deal with rejection is the ultimate solution. And that is Jesus Jesus is the only one that can give you everlasting love. If you're finding love, a lot of people are looking for love. They want to be loved. They're looking for love. It is good. But then, like I said, you need to love yourself first. And Jesus is the only one that can give you everlasting love. He is the only one that can accept you perfectly just as you are. People might reject you, but trust me, Jesus is the only one who is able to accept you just as you are. Jesus is the only one who can give you the acceptance you're looking for in this world and also place you on the solid rock that can never be shaken or destroyed. When the world rejects you, your friends, family, your boss at work, you know, your, your colleagues, or, you know, they reject you for your imperfections and mistakes. Jesus is ready to accept you and love you unconditionally. He loved you even before you were conceived in your mother's womb. And God does not reject anyone who comes to him. So that's it. Just as the adulterous woman in the Bible was accepted by Jesus when the world rejected her, he is also ready to accept you too. If only you can come to him. You know the story of the prodigal son? That's another story of rejection and acceptance. After he squandered his inheritance, he returned to his father to seek forgiveness and acceptance. He was rejected by the world because of his mistakes, but his father forgave him of his sins. He accepted him Unlike the word who rejected him, his father embraced him and even celebrated his return. Jesus too is ready to accept you. He's ready to forgive you of all your sins if only you can return to him. My brother, my sister, he died for you and me. Jesus was beaten for your sake. And most importantly, the world rejected him. Yes, they didn't know. The Bible says that if only the people of the world knew that Jesus was the Messiah and Savior of the world, probably they wouldn't have crucified him. But thank God he was crucified. He died and he resurrected. And that settled the case. So Jesus was rejected so that you will no longer be rejected. God accepted him and is sitting right now at the right hand of God. You too can be God's favorite son and daughter. You can be his friend, just like Moses. He 
wants you to be his ambassador, especially in this end time when God is raising an army for his kingdom. You can, yes, you can be loved and accepted if only you allow Jesus to come into your heart. If you come to him, if you can surrender at his feet, just as the adulterous, adulterous woman and the prodigal son submitted to Jesus and his father, Jesus will also accept you. He loves you. He cares for you. Yes, even before you were conceived, before you were born, it does. I'm calling on to you, my brother, my sister. Come to him. Surrender to him, my sister. Jesus is calling you to himself. His arms are always wide open to embrace you fully. Praise God. If you're willing to accept Jesus into your heart and to surrender your life to him, you can please say after me, Lord Jesus, thank you for your word. I confess my sins and I forsake them all today. Please forgive my sins and wash them with your blood. Accept me in your kingdom. Be my father and make me a child. I surrender my life to you and I accept you as my Lord and personal Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for accepting me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I congratulate you. Yes, I congratulate you, my brother and my sister. If you have just done this, Jesus is in you because you carry his seed. The light of God is already in you. Kindly find a Bible-living church to fellowship. This will help you to keep growing and knowing God more and more. But most importantly, you can know God more and more through his word so i would encourage you to get a bible and start studying because that's the only true way you can know god and that's the only true way you can begin to identify god's voice which is the true voice god bless you abundantly in jesus name thank you so much for listening i pray that as you go into another week God will help you in every way you have been rejected. You will be accepted and celebrated in Jesus' name. For your shame, God will give you fame. For your reproach, God will honor you in the name of Jesus. Remember that when the world rejects you, Jesus will never ever reject you. He's always there beside you, in you to accept you. That's how far we can go on this episode of the True Voice Podcast. If you have any questions or you need counseling, feel free to drop it via email on this platform. You can also subscribe. Please subscribe to this podcast so that you'll be the first to listen to our episode immediately it drops. Thank you so, so much for listening to the True Voice Podcast Show. I remain your host or presenter, Olanike Akiramsi. Till next Saturday, stay safe, use your nose mask, and remain blessed. Bye.